You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at redeemerlondon.org. Great, we're doing a little creed. We're doing a seven-week series, really, from the Gospel of John on the I Ams of Jesus. We'd love everybody at home, children, teenagers, everyone. Let's say these out together, the words of Jesus. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the true vine. It's brilliant. These are words from Jesus from the Gospel of John. We've actually got Jessica, who's going to be reading the Bible reading to us today. The passage is from John 8. Thank you, Jessica. Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 12 to 20. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenge him. Here you are appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true, because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the father who sent me. Then they ask him, where is your father? You do not know me or my father, Jesus replied. If you knew me, you would know my father also. He spoke this word while teaching in the temple court near the place where the offering were put. Yet no one seized him because his hour had not yet come. Jesus. We've learned loads about Jesus in the Gospel of John, and we've seen lots of the effect. The shamed have been covered. The sick have been healed. The hungry have been fed. The ignorant have gained wisdom. The stained have been made clean. The sad have become glad. And yet the religious leaders come against them again and again. I don't know if you've heard of tall poppy syndrome. Apparently it's been around a couple of hundred years, but from about 1984 in Australia and New Zealand, the thing was, let's chop down anyone who puts themselves up high. It's almost like we feel we need to humble them. I wonder if the tall poppy syndrome was happening here. They just wanted to have a go at Jesus. They wanted to attack him for the words that he had said. The words he had said, though, were quite powerful. And I want us to take the time this morning to reflect on them, to think about them. Jesus said, I am. Well, we know last week that that was referring to God. Last week, we looked at I am the bread of life. But this week in the Gospel of John, Jesus has said, I am the light of the world. Jesus is claiming a world exclusive. Jesus is calling people to follow him. Jesus is saying that he offers true life. Mm. 
As often with the Bible, I think we just need to pull back a little bit and, and try and understand the story and the scenario and what was going on here. We know if we read the Gospel of John that this took place during the Feast of Tabernacles. Some of the festivals that the Jews did, you had to go up to Jerusalem for. This was one of them. So again, Jerusalem would have been packed and it would have been buzzing. It tended to be the celebration where they were thanking God for the harvest. Often took place around September, October time. They also remembered how God had provided for their ancestors. Those that Moses had led out of slavery in Egypt across the Red Sea, <laughs> circling in the desert for 40 years before they settled into the promised land. At night, they gathered in the court of the women. Some would say this was the largest, most accessible place. In the middle of this court, there was four huge candelabras set up. People reckon that the light from the city, the, the temple, flowed round the whole city. There was no street lights in those days. When it got night, it was dark. But at this celebration, at this festival, they had these lights and people used to play instruments. People used to sing. They reckon they'd be dancing all night long. It's in this backdrop that Jesus stands up and says, I am the light. Mm. Not of one city. Not for one night. I am the light of the world. If you follow him, you'll never walk in darkness. Thanks to Captain Tom Moore, we now know the song, <laughs> You'll Never Walk Alone. In some respect, I guess Jesus was offering this 2,000 years ago. You don't have to do life on your own if you come with me. Again, we've zoomed out to understand the Feast of Tabernacles. I want us to zoom out a little bit further and understand the whole Gospel of John. You see, we've just read a little bit. I wish we could have read loads. Time doesn't permit. But the reality was in John chapter 5, Jesus has been presented as the one who's over the Sabbath. Wow, that was massive for the Jews. In John chapter 6, we looked at last week, Jesus is the true bread, the manna. That was huge. This is what God had fed the people with for 40 years. In John chapter 7, Jesus said, I am the water that satisfies. In John chapter 8, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. This is a huge thing about the claim of Jesus. The light. That is a recurring theme throughout the Gospel of John. You see, the Gospel of John doesn't start with a Christmas story. Doesn't start with Jesus as a baby. Suddenly we, we get this presentation and you can read about it in the prologue, John 1 verse 4. It says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. So literally, when Jesus is introduced in this gospel, he's introduced as the light of men. And in fact, when Jesus starts talking about his death and that he'll no longer be with us in John 12, it says the light is among you for a little while longer. So when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, he'd been presented as that at the beginning. He knew that was at the finish. In fact, there's some talk that if you count all the references to light just in the Gospel of John, there are 16 of them. Wow. 
I've got to zoom out even further. This is a big thing. How do I explore and investigate this more? You see, the reality is that throughout the Bible, light is a a theme that's used to describe God. Mm. See, this was the Feast of Tabernacles, and I told you this is when they've wandered around. We can wandered in the desert, the Israelites had. We can read about that story in, in Exodus. And in Exodus 13, it says, The Lord, this is God, went before them in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So the God that was present amongst them was there as a pillar of light. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. You see, the Jews, their, their sort of songbook in those days was the book of Psalms. One of the ones scribed by David, David, the, the possible greatest king that they ever had, says this in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And Jesus comes along and says, I am the light. Mm. In the book of Proverbs, written by Solomon, much of it, wise of words, principles that we can follow. In Proverbs 6, verse 23, it says, for the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. It's almost like if you want to know the way to go, God's got commands and light. And, and Jesus comes along and says, I'm the light. If you want to know where to go, I'm the one that can lead you. The prophet Isaiah that was writing to a people that were taken into exile in Babylon. Although they'd done wrong, he wanted to bring them a sense of hope. And he says in Isaiah 60, The sun shall be no more light by day, nor brightness shall the moon give you, but the Lord will be your everlasting light. He was saying, look, there's going to come a day when this Messiah turns up. You won't need the sun or the moon because the Lord will be your light. And Jesus then comes along and says, I am the light. The prophet Zechariah, when he was speaking to the people and said, come on, let's rebuild this temple. Let's believe for a better day. In Zechariah 14, verse 5. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. On that day, there will be no light, cold or frost. And there shall be a unique day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but at evening time there shall be light. And again, there's this picture of this Messiah that would come and that would meet with his people and he would bring light. Mm. Jesus says, I am the light. If we go back to the first book of the Bible, the first couple of verses, what do we read? It was formless. It was empty. And there was darkness. But God said, let there be light. And when light came, there was form and there was purpose. Mm. And Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Yes. If I went to the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, we read in there that in heaven, there won't be a sun or moon because the fulfillment of all these pictures will be there. Revelation 21, 23, and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. A picture of Jesus. Jesus says, I am the light. So when he stands up at this Feast of, of Tabernacles, this is massive. You can see why there was a reaction. You cannot think Jesus was just a nice man. You've got to make a choice. Jesus said he was the light of the world. 
do you accept in your own life that it can be formless and dark, empty? Do you recognize that Jesus wants to come and give you life and purpose, security, acceptance? This was a massive statement. You can see why there was a reaction. I sometimes think we don't stop long enough and think about it. If you follow Jesus, if you call yourself a disciple, a Christian, if you say, look, I've prayed the prayer, I've said to Jesus, I'm sorry for what I've done wrong. Please forgive me. I live for you. The challenge with this statement is Jesus then said it must impact you. See, I was thinking about this. We're called to be light. I've got a confession to make. I grew up in a small town in Sussex. I was out doing my paper round one uh, uh, morning. It was very dark and I had no lights on my bike. Obviously, it shows my age and the small town it was because I actually got pulled over by the police. And they said, you shouldn't be out in the dark. No one can see you. Where's your light? And I guess that's a, a challenge for us as Christians. We should be those that are shining a light. If there's darkness, we should be bringing some light to it. Jesus said himself in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter four, chapter five, you are the light of the world. As Christians, we're not just to follow one who said I'm the light, we're to bring light. We're to share that good news with others. When the lockdown began, if you knew where toilet paper was, I wanted to know, share the good news. If you've got the vaccine for COVID-19, everybody wants to know. Share the good news. I guess that's really how Christians have often thought about knowing Jesus as the light of the world. Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey in Antioch, in Acts chapter 14, it says, For the Lord commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentile that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Paul was saying, Look, you know, if we follow Jesus, we're to be light. In fact, when he wrote to the first church in Europe in Philippians, he described them as stars that shine in the world. Throughout history, I think that's been true of Christians. That's why hospices, trade unions, Schools and food banks have been started by Christians that want to be light. I guess even in this lockdown, we think, how could we be light? Is it that we invite somebody to the Alpha? Is it we share this service with someone? Is it that we commit to seeing justice come in our street, in our workplace? We've taken a few moments to have a little look at the statement. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What you discover if you're with us over these seven weeks that we're looking at these statements is that most of them, you can tell me which ones don't by the end of it, but most of them, Jesus says twice. And this one is no exception. So we read from John 8, but if you had a Bible, paper version you just flipped over the page to chapter 9 or you scrolled down on your phone in John 9 Jesus says it again as long as I'm in the world John 9 verse 5 I am the light of the world 
You see, this was an orderly account by this guy, John, pointing out who Jesus was. I talked about chapter five, six, seven, eight. With chapter nine carries on the story. There's a blind man. When Jesus and his disciples are walking along, they come across this blind man. Jesus spits on the ground. He makes some mud. He puts it on the blind man's eyes. He tells him to go away and wash. And the man can see. I once was blind, but now I see. Also in chapter nine, we read about the Pharisees who decide to investigate the healing. They question the man. They apply human logic. And the chapter ends with those that claiming to have clear vision as being labelled as spiritually blind, whilst the blind man is healed and can see. What about you? Do you believe the words of Jesus? Maybe you've never thought about them. Again, I would encourage you, join the link for Alpha. Come along, listen, ask some questions. But maybe you think, oh, I have seen this. But I'm still like Pete. I'm cycling on my bike in the dark and I've never let others know. Then I encourage you, don't just follow the light of the world. Let the light of the world shine through you.